What's going on everyone? Welcome to the show and I know it has been a long time since I've had a show and you might be a little confused with the title and the cover art um, but there has been some stuff going on and I, I hate to dive into the serious stuff you know I, I liked I like to not be serious all the time <laughs> you know actually before we dive into the serious stuff I gotta tell you guys I've been I've been catching up on my dad jokes over the summer and early fall and I got a really really good one for you guys which is my wife shot me with a nail gun the other day guess she knows how to find the stud <laughs> that one made me crack up but um as we do kind of hop into the serious stuff you guys might notice that some things will look a little different um I thought about you know starting a whole new podcast channel but being 20 episodes in on the fan up show the fitness and nutrition ultimate podcast show it just felt like I had started something and I just wanted to kind of go into more of like a rebranding of of the show uh, and actually that's what today's call is or not call today's show is all about is uh, or one of it one of the things um, the four R's and one of them being rebranding and I'm I'm not talking like rebranding like marketing I'm talking like rebranding of oneself now for those of you who came to this show expecting marketing tips or building your marketing brand or social media brand we will talk about some of that stuff because I still work in social media I'm still an online fitness coach I still work with people on the internet and have to do marketing and media and building a brand on there but this show is going to be more about your own personal brand and that's why the, the name of the show is called Your Brand. Um, creating yourself, living your best life, being yourself, chasing yourself. And the reason I, I, I came to this realization of the new type of energy that I wanted this show to be is a lot of things happened this summer. Um, and we'll kind of hop into the first R of rebranding is I rebranded who I was. I rebranded what I stood for, who I wanted to be around, who I was, everything like that. And it was really important for me to realize that that needed to happen. That was something that needed to happen. And it was really important for me also to realize that nobody was going to do it for me except for me. Um, because no one cares about what you're trying to accomplish, what you're trying to do more than you should. Um, you and your higher power, whatever you believe in. I believe in God. You can believe in whatever you want to believe in. Um, I don't like to talk a lot of religion on the show, but no one, no one's going to care more about what you're doing than yourself. And if you let other people really get into or influence what you're trying to do, that will be your downfall. And that was something that I really had to realize this summer is that I'm what I most need. And it's something I have to tell myself almost every day now is that in order to show up for myself, I got to be myself, right? Can't be putting on a face, can't be putting on a different, different whatever for other people. So I had to go through an ultimate rebranding. And over the summer, I went on a lot of vacations. Um, started to realize the important things in my life that I had 
that I was neglecting, started to also realize the things in my life that I was pushing away, started to realize the things in my life that I didn't need to spend a lot of time or focus on. And I started, here's the biggest thing, is I started to realize my own self-worth. And once you realize your own self-worth, you are truly unstoppable. Now, I fully, I haven't fully realized my whole self-worth. Still, it's still something I'm working on getting through. But once you really like open up to how worthy you are of yourself and how confident you are in yourself, you are unstoppable in every regard. And I don't think people realize that is because a lot of people don't realize their self-worth and just kind of go about the motions of life, the matrix of life. If you guys have seen the Matrix movie, I've probably watched that movie four times in the last year. I've never seen it before that. And it it like blows my mind how like similar it is to everyday life. Um, but what I realized is a lot of my self-worth. For those of you that don't know, I was working a job over the summer trying to, you know, make up for some extra bills and be able to do things and still be able to travel or go on dates or whatever it is. Um, and I was a delivery driver for Pizza Hut. And that took a real big blow to my ego because I was working with high schoolers and people who were doing drugs in the bathroom and whatever else. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm an online fitness coach working at Pizza Hut. You know, I've, I've, I've helped people all over the nation, some all over the world, um, change their, not only their get in shape, but change their lifestyle, change their habits and change their mindset about who they are and what they stand for and everything. And I work at Pizza Hut. Now, it wasn't the most awful job in the world. I gotta give a lot of credit to Pizza Hut. They, they run a tight ship over there. Um, but it made me kind of realize like, I took a, like a, not even a month in, I took a, a 10 day leave to go on my family vacation that I've gone on every single year I've never missed, except for one year that I was working at Disney. And it made me realize like my self-worth when I came back and they were like, oh my gosh, like you're back, like thank goodness, um, you know, what can we do? I. In every previous job before then, I would have walked in expecting, where have you been? You know, you can't do that again. Or even before leaving, you can, well, you can't really take a 10 day leave or else you're gonna have to reapply or you're gonna be fired or whatever it else, whatever it is. Um, and then I came back, realized a little bit more of my self-worth knowing that in July I was going to take a month off to go home and travel and be home and do some other things, take care of some personal stuff. And came back once again, and that's when I really realized. Now, some other things happened that we're not going to get into a lot of details um, about certain things. For those of you who are really wondering and you're, you overthinkers just like me, I did go through a, a little bit of a nasty breakup this summer, but we're not going to go into the details because everything happens for a reason. That's all I'm going to say about it. But I did come back um, broken from a breakup and Pizza Hut was really understanding um, and gave me the time and space to kind of do what I needed to do to to not not just to heal, but to be not freaking out, you know? And 
this summer is when I really realized a lot of different things, a, a lot of different things. But in terms of my self-worth and my self-confidence, I realized how important I am to other people's lives um, and how much I give to other people's lives. Now, there's a flip, there's a, there's a flip side of that coin is I give too much. And I also realized that I do give too much and that I have to give more to myself than I do to other people. Um, and that's been part of the rebranding of myself, but, and we'll get into why the show changed names in a little bit, but the first R has been all about rebranding myself and, you know, other, other things, other material things, like I have never been one for therapy. Um, my therapy has always been the gym. Now going through vacations and a breakup and everything and you know having those you know Jim was my career my hobby and something I did with her and so when all this happened and I came back the gym was the last place I wanted to be you know most people they're like oh my gosh like you're hurting like go to the gym no like it became my identity to be at the gym so when my identity was going through a crisis mode um where do you think the last place I wanted to be was? <laughs> so a little bit of update on my personal fitness. In May, I was 200 pounds. I've been trying to gain weight my whole life, for those of you who are just listening to the first show. In May, I finally hit 200 pounds. I got up to 200, 201.5. As of yesterday, Monday, October 31st, so what, five months later, I was 169.7. Now I am I am back on the climb. I had lost 40 pounds in four months because I was going through a, a big crisis, a big identity crisis. And when I am stressed, I do not want to eat. Most people don't realize that, but when I get stressed, I don't eat. Some people, when they stress, they eat. I'm not a stress eater. Um, never really have been. When I'm stressed or busy, I forget to eat. And I know there's a lot of skinny guys or skinny girls out there that do the same thing. Um, skinny people in general. That all their friends are like, oh my gosh, like you have such a good metabolism and this and that. And like, I wish I had your metabolism. No, no, no. Like we just have different coping mechanisms and different habits and different behavioral structural systems in our, in our minds and in our bodies. But so yeah, I, I lost a lot of weight going through a lot of trauma and a lot of identity crisis and it was it was important to me to realize two things one while it was great to gain a lot of weight and be really strong I wasn't even that strong like I'm, I'm still strong now <laughs> and I was stronger when I was skinnier years ago than I was when I weighed more um, but I had put on the weight and so I realized that while I was while it was cool to put on the weight and be bigger and fill out my shirts more, which is still the goal. I wanna fill out my shirts and be confident in what I'm wearing and stuff. Um, I don't wanna be that big. I don't wanna be that heavy. And the weight will come. My metabolism will slow down. I'm still young in a lot of people's eyes. I may be an old soul, but I'm still young in a lot of people's eyes. And that was a huge moment for me because I had spent, gosh, eight years now, all I wanted to do was gain weight. All I wanted to do 
was put on size and be 200 pounds or 225. I wanted to look like Thor or Chris Bumstead or I don't know who else, but all of those guys were six, over six feet tall and 225 pounds and blah, 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 blah. So that was a huge realization for my identity is that, yeah, I want to be strong and I want to fill out my t-shirts and I want to look like I work out and look like a fitness coach because that's what I am. But it doesn't have to consume my whole life and I don't have to be a bodybuilder to do it. I don't have to be eating copious amounts of food and also in the gym three hours a day. And so that was number one, but also number two biggest realization I had, which has to do with not only the type of person I want to be in the type of fitness shape I want to be in, but the type of coach I want to be. I, as a fitness coach, am really good at helping people understand difficult things. Um, somebody had said to me, they, they said to me that I am, I am the king of complexity, the coach of simplicity. I am very good. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of a perfectionist. And for all you perfectionists out there, um, there is hope. <laughs> um, but I'm very good at understanding complex things in life and like taking those complex things, fully understanding every single piece of those things and then taking all of those complex pieces and coaching someone else in, in the simplest matter on how to do it. For example, nutrition. Like, I can take the tens of books I've read on nutrition and coach somebody to understand nutrition within months and be able to do it on their own. And I think that that was a big realization for me in my self-confidence and I, I suffer from imposter syndrome. I have for the longest time, I used to take on people's lack of results as my own fault. Um, even though I was told by bosses or other trainers or other coaches that my programming was you know outstanding, I would always beat myself down. And so I've always suffered from imposter syndrome, which I'm working on. Um, but it made me really realize that I'm really good at explaining things to people in, in the simplest matter, explaining complex things to people in the simplest matter. And it also made me realize that I'm not the type of coach who wants to get you the results right away. I can get you results right away. <laughs> but here's the thing about fitness results and anything in life. What comes quick never lasts. And what lasts never comes quick. And I'll say that again. What, what comes quickly never lasts. And what lasts or sticks around never comes quickly. You have to understand that all of those 30-day, 60-day, 90-day challenges you guys see, those are the biggest load of BS because they're... Okay, I'm going to take my statement back a little bit. But they're not the biggest load of BS because it does get you in the door does get you to put one foot on the other side of your journey. So if it gets you started, that's great. But if that's the only reason, like I know a lot of people that will do a 30 day challenge and then that's it. And then they'll you know, take 30 days off because they the 30 day challenge wiped their butt and then they're like, oh my gosh, like I need to do another challenge. No, that's not how you do it. 
so what you have to realize is I'm not the type of coach. I can get you results. You're going to hate me. Um, I'm going to hate it, the process of doing it. Uh, I can get you to the 30 days of results, but it, it they won't last. And you'll probably come back and say, oh my gosh, like I gained the weight back. You're the worst coach ever. To which now, in the past, I would have been like, oh my gosh, like what can I do? How can I help? But now I'm going to be like, no, no, no. You wanted to get the results in 30 days and I got you the results in 30 days. But I, I told you from the beginning, those would not last unless we came up with a sustainable plan. But you didn't want to think about a sustainable plan. You thought about the 30 days. And God, I, I got to tell you guys, gosh, I got to tell you guys, that was one of the biggest realizations I came to is that I'm a damn good coach. And I've coached a lot of people to see a lot of different fitness results. Some people have lost many pounds or gained many pounds. Some people haven't lost a single pound, but came out happier, feeling better, looking better, just all around better in life. And everyone who completes our program has some sort of result. And I realized that I am, I'm a good coach who's good at what I do and I'm not gonna let that stop me. Now, those of you who might be wondering, you might be like, well, I wanna hear more fitness and nutrition stuff. We're not, we're not gonna stop talking fitness and nutrition stuff on this show. As you can see, I talk about it all the time. It's kind of my kind of part of who I am now. Um, but the fan up show is dead. The your brand show is is new. It's here. Uh, we are going to talk about fitness and how it relates to creating yourself. Um, to give you a little example, the, the 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 your brand. There's being yourself, living your best life, creating yourself, and chasing yourself. Those four things. In my mind, because I have a very analytical mind, have meaning in everything you do in life or almost everything. Let's start with creating yourself. That has to do with your fitness, your nutrition, your habits. It has to do with everything you do on a day-to-day -day basis on creating the life you want to have. The life, the body, the lifestyle, everything you want to have, that's creating yourself. So we're still going to touch on those topics, on those things, because that's what's important. Now, being yourself, this is where confidence and self-worth and self-respect really comes in. And this is why it's part of the show. It's going to be going to be part of the show in the future of building your own personal brand, not just to say this again, not building like a personal social media brand. I'm talking about building your own personal life brand, like who you are. And that has to do with being yourself, being confident in who you are what you're doing, why you're doing it, how you're doing it, when you're doing it, who you're doing it with, that's, that all has to do with being who you are, being yourself. And a lot of people out there are not themselves because they're worried about what other people think or they're worried about what other people will do. And I'm here to tell you that we're going we're gonna to break that stuff down together. You know, I just told you guys I'm not perfect at that stuff, but we're going to break it down together. Now, living your best life. I'm a true believer in, well, I wasn't until I had to be. Um, I now do, I meditate, I practice gratitude, I do daily affirmations, I tell myself things, 
I got daily reminders on my arms of tattoos. Oh, by the way, I now have four new tattoos for you, those of you listening. But I wanted to do something that meant something, but wasn't abstract. So I journal every morning and night. And I journal on my phone in, on, on a notebook when I, when I can with pen and paper, but I don't always have my phone on me. I don't always have my journal, my, my physical journal notebook on me. I might always have my phone on me, but there's times where I just don't want to look at my phone. Um, and for those of you who noticed, I'm, I'm not very active on social media or haven't been over the summer. And that's going to change because that's part of building my brand and everything. But it's important for me to have daily reminders of things that's going on. So I dedicated my left arm to motivation. I dedicated my right arm to balance or like humbleness. So on the left arm, I have one that says keep going. And at the end of the G, there's an arrow pointing out towards my hand, like going outward, like keep going, keep moving. There's also a big, right on the inside of my forearm, a big 1%. And that is a daily reminder to be 1% better than who, one percent better than you were yesterday. So that big one percent, I look down at it every day. I'm like, okay, be one percent better than you were yesterday. On my right arm, the balance arm, I have on the inside of the forearm, just breathe. So while I have keep going, there's also a balance of, hey, take a second, breathe, do your thing, then let's keep going. You know, I also have, and this goes along with the arrow of keep going, which points out. I have a be brave with an arrow underneath it that points in at me. Be brave was the first affirmation I received from my therapist. And it really, really struck a chord with me that I have to wake up and tell myself every day, I am brave. Um, especially when I have those moments, you know, we all have like panic attacks or grief attacks or anxiety attacks. Some of us might not recognize them. Some of us might really recognize them. So when I can look down and look at my arm and be like, okay, be brave and just breathe, that's the, the purpose of the balance arm. And you guys will probably see pictures of all these on the social media. I'm gonna be rebranding the Fan Up Show Instagram to your brand podcast. So make sure you go drop a follow on there. If you wanna follow me on any of my Instagram or TikTok, I, just, I did just change my name. Um, I'm no longer Coach Greg on those. I'm still a coach. Um, you can still call me Coach Greg, but on Instagram, I am just Gerg because just Greg was taken. And on TikTok, I am Greggy D um, with two G's and two Y's, one D. Uh, so go follow me on there. But a little bit about some of the other, some of the other R's I want to talk about. So updates on the Fan Up Show. The Fan Up Show is dead. We're still going to talk fitness and nutrition. And that has to do with the second R, which is repurposing. You've probably heard it before, like people repurpose their content. They'll film like a podcast and then put it on YouTube and TikTok and Instagram and this and that. I'm gonna definitely be doing it with this show, um, but repurposing has to do with things you've learned in the past that are gonna come up in the future or be able to be utilized in the future. And There's a lot of things that I've learned in life that I can repurpose as I go throughout this life. One of which being the, the daily reminder of I got this, which I'll probably get tattooed on me eventually. Um, when I first started working out, I had friends that would push me to try new weights, to try heavier things, and I was scared to do it. 
And before every set, when I was scared to do something, I would tell myself out loud. Sometimes the people next to me would be like, they'd give you like kind of that look like, what the fuck? <laughs> but I would, I would sit there with the weights on my knees or whatever it was. And I would sit there and I'd be like, I got this. And then boom, go. And I always, always, always did it. Whenever I forgot to say I got this, I never got the weight up. And it was really important to me. And throughout this whole process that I've been going through for the last few months, I got this has been a staple line of what's been going on. And that has to do with the second R is repurposing. Now, we are going to repurpose the fan-up show the heck out of it. So don't you guys worry. Um, but when you start to look at your life, um, and the second meaning of repurposing is redefining what your purpose is in life. So I sat down and kind of like broke down my goals again. I hadn't written my goals down since like April. I used to do it every single morning, write down 10 goals that I wanted to achieve in this year. Um, and they changed month by month for sure as I, as I did achieve things, but it, it, it was a daily reminder of what I wanted to achieve. And I sat down and kind of wrote down my purpose and my goals and everything. And then I got asked the question, well, who is Greg? You know, strip away the titles, strip away the degrees, strip away the certifications, strip away your education, your family, your friends. Who are you? And I sat there with a blank piece of paper trying to answer that question for at least two hours. And so I started to write. And I started to write things that have happened in my life. I'm a bullet point writer, for those of you who don't know. So I started to write down things that have happened in my life that make me who I am today. Then I started to write down things that I wanted to see out of myself in the future. Then I started to write down a list of things that I wanted to stop seeing or wanted to stop doing. And towards the end of it, I, started look, I sort of looked at these three lists and I said, okay, I can take those and write what my purpose is, who I am. I'm still working on it. My, my eventual goal is to be able to write a whole page. When somebody asks, who are you? I, I, I challenge you to have this same goal. When somebody asks, who are you? To be able to answer in a full page, like multiple paragraphs of who you are, what you stand for, what you believe in, what your values are, what your purpose is, all of it. You know, strip away everything that, you know, you're not just like, if you got an accounting degree, you're not just an accountant, and you work at an, an accounting firm, you're not just an accountant. Who Who is, you know, Logan the accountant, but who is actually Logan? Whatever, you know? And that has to do with repurposing. And that's something that we'll also work on together. Now the third R, the third R and the fourth R are kind of the same thing. Um, repatterning and reprogramming. One of which has to do with your mind, one of which has to do with your body and habits and your physical, what you're doing. Um, repatterning is the process of breaking down what once was and what you once believed and building something new. It's breaking away from the past you and building the new you. And it's really important to understand, it's, 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 real, it's really important to understand that 
everyone goes through chapters, their own chapters of your life. You're writing a book. Kevin Hart said this. You're writing a book of your life and you go through these chapters and you get new characters and you, you know, other older characters die off or leave your life, whatever it is. And every time you start a new chapter is a repatterning and a reprogramming of who you are. Your character develops throughout this whole process. And when you start to understand that, you start to understand the things you're doing, everything happens for a reason, right? Now, the repatterning I went through, I already kind of talked about it with the rebranding, the self-worth, the self-confidence, all of that stuff. It's really important to understand that this stuff didn't happen overnight. It's still not perfect. Um, if you guys are going through your own journey, don't be afraid to hear the word no or to piss somebody off or disappoint somebody. Um, now, don't take this advice and be like, oh my gosh, like nobody gives a shit. I can do whatever I want and call to work 24-7. No, 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 that's not what I'm saying. You still have to be a good person. You still have to show good work ethic. But when it comes to taking care of who you are, you'll start to realize that you're the only person that matters. So if you're working 90 hour weeks and you're not sleeping, you're not really eating, you're gonna burn yourself out. It's, it would be more important for you, I know you're worried about money and you're worried about, oh my gosh, like if I don't work a lot, they won't see my work ethic, no, no, no. It's more important that you work 40 hour weeks or even 30 hour weeks and take care of yourself because those 30 hours of quality will be better than those 90 hours of just plain quantity. And those quality hours will show other people who you are more than you just being there. And I think that a lot of people need to understand that is I would much rather work a part-time job, give it my all, be able to come home, eat foods I like, cook, nap, not nap, sleep eight hours, drink water, do meditation, yoga, do a full workout, take care of myself, take care of my body and who I am. And you know, whatever else, whatever else you're into, you don't always have to be into working out or if you want to go golfing, you want to go bowling, whatever it is, then work myself to death trying to get money to live the life I've always wanted. And that has to do with reprogramming. I have a dream for my life. I want to be a millionaire. I want to have a log cabin that I can work from home at during the summers and a beach that I can work from, off of during the winters. You know, beach house or just some beach somewhere. Some tent set up on the beach. And I had these, this huge dream, right? And in the past, I always told myself, oh, never settle, like love the grind, which is totally true. You should love the grind. You should work as hard as you can when you can. And a lot of people take that and they're like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to work every waking hour. But then they forget to take care of themselves. And then they get burnt out and they lose purpose and they lose their dream and they lose their vision. And they're like, oh my gosh, like what am I going to do? Oh my gosh, like what now? This didn't work out. What am I going to do? And it's important to realize that you can push yourself through that if you're really mentally strong, but not a lot of people are really mentally strong. <laughs> not a lot of people at all. For those of you that are not mentally strong, it's about balance. And I think 
balance is not a term I should be using. It's about learning when those moments are going to happen. And that has to do with the reprogramming of, I used to think never settle, always grind, blah, 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 blah. Now I think, and I heard this from Brendan Bruchard, strive satisfied. You should always be striving for your next thing, but you should be satisfied of where you've came from. And that was a big thing for me because I had imposter syndrome of I'm not working enough or I, had, I lack self-work and self-confidence in I'm not working enough. I'm not doing a good enough job. I'm not getting the people, the results they want, everything else like that. And I finally came to the, the thing is like, I do a good job. I'm not lazy. I do work. Um, I do all these things, whatever else, right? And it's important for you guys to realize that you are yourself. You have your own personal brand, whether you like it or not, whether you're on social media or not. You have your own personal brand that you are building in everyday life through your work ethic, through your sociability, like who you talk to, what you know, who you know. Um, my mom always said, it's not about what you know, it's about who you know. And it's important for you guys to realize that your brand has to be protected and built at all times. So with that being said, I want you guys to Tune in next time. Um, I will be posting these more regularly than every couple months because I told you guys what, you know, what was going on for the last few months. And remember that creating your brand is never easy and building your brand is never easy. And just another reminder, this is not about social media. We will talk social media. We totally will. We will talk social media, but this is not about all about social media. This is about creating yourself, being yourself, living your best life and chasing yourself. You know, don't chase other people, chase who you want to be. So with that, I'm going to sign off. Uh, keep sweating, keep smiling, and I'll talk to you guys later. That was good, bro. <laughs> Eva, do you need to go outside?